Welcome to The Creep-Off. This is a competition-based podcast with very simple rules for our very simple hosts. Each host brings in a creep, and you, the listener, get to vote on the creepiest creep. We play to five points here, and the winner gets to make the loser spin the dreaded wheel of consequences. Which includes funny consequences, such as driving to Gary, Indiana, or trying crystal meth for a week. Which, I mean, one will lead to the other. Right now, we're all tied up at four and a half to four and a half. And we're at game point, again. Hey Carl, it's Tucker Dixon here. Can you check in on Vinny? I think he's taking the breakup with Pizza Hut pretty hard. I know Papa John's always liked him. And Domino's, I, I can get him Domino's number if he wants. I mean, if he really wants to slum it, Little Caesars is always hot and ready for him. Anyways, that's all I got for this week. Tucker, out. Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Stand up, all victims of the pressure for the tyrants fear your might. Don't cling so hard to your possessions. Wait, what? Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast, the show about creeps, by creeps, for you creeps. Audio problems? I don't know what you're talking about. Run smooth today, buddy. I'll tell you what, I'm your host, my name is... The Tower of Power, too sweet to be sour. The people's champion. And this is my co-host, Hot Carla. What is happening, Vinny? Good to see you again, my friend. Buddy boy, I couldn't be happier to see you. Really? I'm surprised because I don't know if you realize this, but it looks like there might be a wheel of consequences behind you today. That's no sweat. Doesn't scare me. Doesn't scare you, huh? Nope. Should we, uh, by the way, good recap from Tucker. I'm glad that he explained that. We don't have to. So do you want to look at the uh, the voting here? Let's take a look at the I, fair election. So listen, here was the thing about the voting yesterday. I believe uh-huh. that there was massive voter fraud. I would love to hear your evidence on that. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to be having a convention, bringing in some people to bring in the actual computer code that was used to hack this. So I'm inviting anyone who is a computer expert to come to this convention to look at Are you gonna start all selling, of the evidence that we have. Are you start selling pillows to people now, too? All I'm saying is that I can't trust these results, but... I'll humor you anyway. All right, let's take a look. 141 to 118. Yeah, baby. Cuz. Cuz a roo. This one actually did bother me. Thank you to the Cuz for making this a just contest this time around. I appreciate that. And wow, overwhelming voter support. That's the you, most votes anyone's ever received on Reddit. Before. I will fucking fight you. Now, listen. Did your family, by the way, figure out how to uh, log in and download an app so they can vote for you? Stop yelling at me, Carl. <laughs> listen. Yeah. My point is this. Yeah, what's your point? 
you did the worst presentation I've ever seen you do on the show last week. Your creeps were terrible. You yeah. dialed it in because you were so pissed off. You didn't <laughs> give a fuck. And people still voted for you just to fuck with me because yeah. they actually believed the line of bullshit that you put out last week that I cheated. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and say I'm going to spin the wheel today. Your no. boy Vinny's going to be the man because that's Finally. what he does. Finally. Woo. I'm the man, baby. All right, I am the conqueror of consequences. Bring the fucking wheel on. All right, good. Wait and see. Let's go. So that'll happen at the end of the show. Vinny will spin the wheel. We'll find out what's happening. Now, today, Carl, I let you pick the category, and you decided in honor of Labor Day we were going to nominate the creepiest communist, which I think is really hard, like you were saying earlier. Yeah, well, actually, there are a couple creepy communists out there. I was surprised we didn't do this category yet, to be honest with you. But Yeah, I with know- you as my co-host, me too. We talked early on, though, that for the creep off, you can't have like Stalin or Mao, like some people who've killed 60, 40 million people. Eh, Too yeah, easy. Get it. Yeah, it's, it's not. So we kind of agreed we're not going after communist leadership, right? Yeah, I mean, it has to be on a much smaller letter. We can't talk about mass genocide. Right. All um, right. Vinny, you ready, ready to get this contest started? Hit that bell. I brought a fun one for us today, Vinny. I'm excited about this guy. Let's do it. I did not know about him. And I'm going to start at the end. And the end is a 911 call in July of 2022, just a few weeks ago, in Atlanta, Georgia. What's going on? I'm kidnapped. You're kicked out? Kidnapped. You're kidnapped. What's your name? Okay. And who kidnapped you? Black Hammer. Who? Black Hammer. Black Hammer has kidnapped this gentleman who just called 911. This 911 call, which goes on for eight minutes, the poor guy, he's been kidnapped. There are armed guards watching over him, and this woman's keeping him on the phone forever. What is with that? Why does 911 insist on having a chit-chat with you? It's like, um, I'm going to get uh, found out and killed. Can we wrap this up, please? I went and saw that movie this weekend, Breaking. Have you heard about this? No. It's based on a true story about a uh, Marine who robbed a bank, and he was mentally ill, and he did it because the uh, VA basically uh, let some couch steal his check, and he was homeless. Okay. And uh, he robbed a bank. It's a really sad story. But I have, was in the theater. My wife and I were the only people in there, and I was screaming at the screen at how shitty the 911 operators are. Yeah, so they it was realistic. fucking worse. Yes. All right. I don't know what the training is there, but apparently when somebody says, I'm kidnapped. The only training they have is keep them on the line. Yes. And they will fucking talk to you about whatever dumb minutiae they could come up with to keep you on the line. I've noticed that. Hey, uh... So he's still bleeding, yeah, and you're putting pressure on the wound? What's your favorite color? <laughs> it's great. Good stuff. All right, so that 911 call led to a standoff with police, a six-hour standoff with police. This is a suburb of Atlanta, and here's the news report. Developing out of Fayette County, shocking allegations tonight against the leader of the Black Hammer Party and one of its members. This comes after a deadly SWAT standoff in Fayetteville. Fox News' Doug Evans has more. That standoff lasted six hours Tuesday after a 911 caller claimed to be a captive in the Fayetteville home. Arrest warrants obtained by Fox 5 say two men were being held captive in the home at gunpoint by a group called the Black Hammer Party. 
And the Black Hammer Party. Is too guys? legit to quit? <laughs> Have you heard of these guys? I, I thought about both no, of them. No, I've not heard of the Black Hammer Party at all. So apparently the leader of this party, and, and this is my creep today, is a guy named Augustus Romaine. That's his real name. But his uh, his communist name is Gazi Kozo. And this is the, uh, the list of charges here. Those warrants accuse self-proclaimed Black Hammer leader Augustus Romaine of kidnapping, aggravated assault, aggravated sodomy, as well as gang activity after the two men were allegedly ordered into a padlock garage at gunpoint. So they got these two guys in the house. Aggravated sodomy sounds like the worst kind. Yeah. It's like, my cock's in your asshole, and I'm really bothered by a lot of things right now. <laughs> we're both aggravated by this. It's a lot of aggravation going on. So what happens is, after this six-hour standoff, the police then detain... Uh, my boy uh, Kojo and uh, his buddy, and they go into the house to, to free these uh, people being held hostage. And uh, they come across another member of Black Hammer. The warrants identified Amante Ammons as the second Black Hammer member who allegedly participated in the kidnapping. After the standoff Tuesday, Fayetteville police say they found Ammons' body in the home with a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. So there's a dead guy in the house. He killed himself. He's like, uh-oh, I guess the jig is up, as they say. So this led me to a very interesting story about this guy's group that he put together. And this is a lot from the Daily Beast, which, by the way, the Daily Beast, you know, they have the recommended articles yeah. on the side. They wanted me to read an article called, Were the Ancient Romans Obsessed with Dick Picks? Some would argue yes. Don't care. <laughs> Couldn't fucking care less. A dumb article. Okay. Far-left activist Ghazi Kodzo rose to internet notoriety last year with a series of bizarre online pronouncements he made as the leader of a fringe communist group called the Black Hammer Organization. Kodzo's online declarations include the claim that Holocaust victim Anne Frank was a whiny Karen. Off to a good start. One more time. <laughs> so he liked to put out pretty funny things how, on social media. How was Anne Frank a carrot? <laughs> you Anne call Frank. that a crawl space? He, I've never been stuffed into a worse crawl space than this. Get your manager. He called her Becky and a Karen. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, all right. So obviously, as, as we played that clip, he now faces a bevy of criminal charges, including aggravated sodomy, two counts of conspiracy to commit a felony, two counts of false imprisonment, two counts of kidnapping, two counts of aggravated assault, and two counts of criminal street gang activity. Ammon's death has led former members to consider the bizarre environment that Kodzo, riding a wave of internet fame and crazed ambitions of revolution, created in the group. I'm surprised it took, it took this long, a former Black Hammer member who goes by Savvy, and worked at Kozo's aid before fleeing the group said. Well, the police were surrounding the house. This is great. But well, he fled the group. Was he like, oh, he's aggravated. No, Sammy's like, somebody's getting sodomized. I got to get out of here. Yeah, Sammy's actually a, a young woman. She was 22 years old when she joined this group. Even better. All right. So this is great. While the police were surrounding the house, but before they were arrested, Kozo, who uses they, them pronouns, went on Facebook Live and expressed their excitement at what was occurring. In the live stream, Kozo claimed, there's a lot of media out here. This is just going to build me up, and at the end of the day, if you think I am concerned or anything like that, you're out of your mind. At the end of the day, there's still breath in my body. I still run an amazing revolutionary party. Our community is with us, and now all these news channels are going to want to interview us, and we are going to get to communicate about all the great work that we're doing here. So this is a great day at the end of the day. 
His buddy's dead inside. They're getting arrested for all of these accounts. And he's like, yeah, put this under the W column, baby. You say potato. <laughs> I don't I don't have no response to that. That's pretty much insane. And he uses they, them, which, by the way, you acted like that was a bad thing. I think it's actually kind of fit in a communist speak. Agreed. Yes, for sure. Black Hammer began in 2019 when Kozo left another far-left black activist group. Black Hammer and its aggressive anti-Semitic and anti-white rhetoric marked a strange new reinvention for Kozo, who had, years earlier, operated as an aspiring YouTube personality named Smiletown. Hmm. He was trying to be an e-celeb. He was, he was Smiletown. Black Hammer's cooler than Smiletown. <laughs> yeah. You, you live and you learn. By 2021, Black Hammer counted what... Some former members estimate as hundreds of members across the country. As the group grew, Kozo began dressing in makeup that made him look like the Joker and referring to himself uh, in the third person as the Joker. Uh, posing for threatening videos. I should have sent you a photo of this guy. His YouTube channel is still up. You should take a look at it because, yeah, he, he wears the full Joker makeup. I, I despise anyone who's like, I really relate to the Joker. What is with that character? It attracts the worst people. I don't even like you if you like Batman. Did, did, have you seen the, the new movie, The Batman? Yeah, I did. What a pile of garbage that was. I was screaming at my TV watching that movie. Were there 911 operators in that movie, too? <sighs> Fucking terrible. In the summer of 2021, Black Hammer began building Black Hammer City in the Colorado wilderness. Land was at the core of Kozo's promises to his members. Black Hammer members often repeat the phrase, land back, in party meetings. This time, the group claimed it had liberated 200 acres of Colorado for what uh, the would-be town, and Black Hammer members began to travel there from their base in Atlanta. They liberated it? They liberated these uh, 200 acres. Okay. And they declared, in Hammer City, there will be no rent, no cops, no coronavirus, and no white people. One more time. In Hammer City, no rent, no cops, no coronavirus, no white people. No cops, no white people. Yep. No problem. No problem, exactly. Codeso's internet haters quickly predicted the site would turn into a Jonestown 2.0. While it didn't go that poorly, the attempted city was a disaster. Former members complained online that they were stuck in the wilderness with few supplies. The city experiment came to a final end after a local man complained to Black Hammer that they were blocking the road with their cars. He said several members approached him with guns and one unholstered a pistol to threaten him. The owner of the land then uh, kind of backed out of this deal. They're like, you know what? I don't want to deal with Black Hammer anymore. I think, um, I think I'm going to renege on this. I'm going to call the... Yeah, right. Just keep your cars there. So the cops did come and ordered them off the land, and they had to retreat back to Atlanta, where former members say Hammer City's failure prompted rounds of recrimination from Kozo. In an echo of communist struggle sessions, they say they were forced to write bruising self-criticisms when Kozo felt they had failed him. I'm not real good at sharing. I think I need to do that with you. I, you need to have some struggle sessions. I think that's the only way you're going to learn. I'm going to make you write bruising self-criticisms. I do that already. It's my I know. act. I know, but I want you to give it to me so I can use it at the roast. <laughs> <laughs> how's your, write, how's your uh, joke writing going? Pretty good, buddy. That's great to hear. Yeah, it's going to be a fun show. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, members were not allowed romantic relationships with non-members, and Kozo dictated who would be romantically involved. He's a matchmaker of sorts. In another former member's testimony, uh, they described threats of violence and armed members not allowing people to leave. 
Savvy described how Codes uh, holding a gun and backed up by the armed members of his defense forced other members to sign over control of the group's bank accounts to Codesow. So he's just collected everybody's money. And then he, he liked to talk about microdosing drugs. And Savvy says the group's houses began to take on a feverish drug trip-like atmosphere. The way the house is run, it very much feels like an acid trip. So this guy... By the way, all of these cult leaders, they're all like, I should probably be getting high while we're doing this, too. Jim Jones was doing, like, PCP yeah. before he killed everybody. Have some fun with that. Why not? Listen, it's if a you party. get to that point, I say live it up till it blows up. Well, here's what happened. Black Hammer began to fall apart in the fall of 2021. Aww. But former members say Kodzo didn't make leaving easy. Savvy told the Daily Beast she had to pull a knife on Kodzo and other uh, members when she attempted to leave and was eventually dragged out of the house by members of the group. While with Black Hammer's membership dwindling, Kodzo began recruiting homeless people and young people in the Atlanta area, running a rambunctious church out of an Atlanta park frequented by the homeless. You know, that's, again, what Jim Jones did. He ran a church in Indianapolis before he got everybody all hopped up, yep. then moved them to Ghana or wherever the fuck it was. Uh, yep. This guy did it wrong. He tried to move everybody first. Right, right. You got to start the church first, then move everybody to the wilderness. I was watching some of these videos. In a video posted in July, Kodzo claimed he had adopted a teenager he found sleeping in a train station. I'm pretty sure there wasn't any paperwork filed on that. There's a lot of children involved with this group and the aggressive, or what was it, aggravated sodomy. Aggravated sodomy. <laughs> yeah, aggressive, aggravated sodomy leads me to believe there were some problems there. But uh, this is a breaking story, pretty much. So news is still coming out. Also, the group began aggressively asking for donations from college students around Georgia Tech and Georgia State. So you got these big, oh, black, intimidating black guys who, who are just going to the college students, following them around on campus, asking them for money, telling them to, to transfer it with Venmo and Cash App. And the kids are just like, OK, what do you want? Five bucks? Okay, yeah, here you go. Here you go. So there's hundreds of donations to their Venmo. That you can see because obviously that's all available from that's like these crazy. college students. That's really funny. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. So that is my creep uh, introducing you to uh, this uh, homegrown communist, Ghazi Kozo. All right, Carl. Great job. Thanks, buddy. My creep today yes. has never been arrested. Okay. My creep today that we know of hasn't even really committed a crime. But so I win again. All right. Yeah, the streak continues. Oh. Not so fast, okay. Hamburger. <laughs> my commie creep today took the community organizing to a level that we will all today find unquestioningly creepy. My creep today's name is David Thorstad. He is known mainly as one of the world's foremost gay rights historians. He was born October 15, 1941 in Minnesota. His father was a cop. He graduated from the University of Minnesota in 1963. And he moved to France in 1967 and served on the Paris Secretariat at the Bertrand Russell International War Crimes Tribunal. Good. <laughs> See well, This focused, for those of you who don't know, focused on the U.S. war in Vietnam and to see who committed war crimes. He decided to go back to the U.S. And mm. when he did, Carl, he may have picked the wrong side. Well... Uh, debatable. He was an organizer for the Twin Cities Socialist Workers Party, and in 1968, he ran for Congress as a socialist. And in 1969, he ran for Minneapolis mayor as a socialist. Lost both times. Hmm, that's too bad. Now, he moved to New York City to pursue if work. If he had lived in these times, he would have gotten elected. 
What's happened with Minnesota? Oh, God, yeah, man. Yeah. He'd be the Secretary of Transportation. Right. Yes. <laughs> Moving to New York to pursue work organizing, he saw the 1969 Stonewall riots in New York City and soon threw himself into the burgeoning movement. You see, David identified as bisexual, and he really wanted to help his community. So in the early 1970s, he became the president of the Gay Activist Alliance in New York. He was a member of the Socialist Workers' Party, a uh, Trotskyist group. For more than six years, he was a staff writer for the militant there. Can I just say, Vinny, that I don't think that being bisexual means you're a creep, and I can't believe that's the argument you're making here. That's it's very homophobic. Here, very actually. homophobic, that's what you think. Oh, no, the fact that he's gay is not the problem. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. It's the fact that he's a communist. <laughs> no. He's working for the militant. In December 1973, he left that magazine, and he cited the organization's lack of enthusiasm for the gay liberation movement. He just didn't like the fact that the communists didn't really like the gays very much. Got it. So he stayed a communist his whole life. He released a couple of books. And then in 1977, Carl, this is where my point is going to be made. Something happened, and he found his life's calling. Ooh, Star Wars came out. That's it. Is that what it was? He's a gay Star Wars nerd. Yeah, now he's on online he's still a making videos. Star Wars nerd <laughs> talking about all the issues with the new Obi Wan Kenobi series. He's like all these fucking trade credits <laughs> and all this stuff. We don't need that on Tatooine. Let me read to the article, Carl, from yes. 1977 that moved him to action. All right, all right. Boston, December eighth, nineteen seventy-seven. Ten men, including a child psychiatrist and a clinical psychologist, the former assistant headmaster of an exclusive boys' school. And a teacher at the school were arrested in the Boston area today in what investigators are calling a major child molestation ring. Okay. There were among 24 men indicted yesterday on charges of raping and committing sodomy, indecent assault, and other unnatural acts with children. According to investigators, all the victims were boys between the ages of 9 to 13 years old who were paid $5 to $25 to engage in homosexual acts with the adults. All right. So you're talking about what, 1977? They were lured by candies and video games. That's pretty good money. Did you adjust it for inflation to see what that is in today's dollars by any chance? Uh, $5 in 1977? I mean, yeah. you might be looking at a 50. Yeah, it's I not bad. This guy read this article and he thought, Creepos of the World Unite... Yeah. We can't let this injustice stand. These men are being painted as pedophiles. Oh, and all they want to do oh, is okay. teach these young kids. Uh, I think he's picking the wrong side on this one. The same way when he left Paris. Yeah, this guy's not good at picking oh, sides. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this guy's not good at picking he's sides. He's not good at picking sides. <laughs> he's the president of the New York State Gay Activist Alliance. So Can this- I just point something out that I think is kind of funny about this? Like, yes, let's please say, do. Let's say that you enjoy... Sleeping with children. Like, that's a thing that you... I don't say that. I know. know. Let's say that you do, though. Would you care about other people? Like, would you want to join their team? Like, don't don't you just kind of like... You're in it for yourself, right? I love titties, and I don't even like going to a strip club with all you other people. Yeah, right, exactly. I know. That's the part that I don't understand. We're just like... Well, I'm on these guys' team, so I better go help them out. Like, this is not a team, man. This is an individual sport. Well, in 1978, there was a giant gay rights conference in New York City. And now, here's David's words. We decided to hold a meeting after the conference for those who might wish to form an organization for men and boys Uh, who loved each other. I see where this is going. About 30 of us met and formed a group we called, initially, Man-Boy Lovers of North America. Mm -hmm. A few days later, a gentleman by the name of Tom called me to say he thought of a better name would be North American Man-Boy Love Association, mainly because it would result in a pronounceable acronym. Yeah, what was that? What's the point of that first acronym and why north america why do they choose an entire continent 
I have a lot of questions, but keep going. Because Mubla isn't as good as Nambla. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. So he said, I agreed, despite the fact that the name sounded a bit like what might be a baby food. Oh, David, you're so funny. Yeah, that's not the problem. David, at least of your concerns. Forstad was the co-founder of fucking Nambla, right. and he's a big-time communist. I can't believe it took us this many episodes for you to bring up the guy who founded Nambla. The North American Bad Boy Love Association was a political organization that activists founded in 1978 to organize support for men and boys involved in consensual, sexual, and other relationships with each other. And to help educate, most importantly, get rid of that pesky age of consent. Yep, it's just a number, man. So you know how Namble got big and how people got started to know who they were? Every June, they were at the center of controversy in New York City because they re- would request to march in the city's gay pride parade. Yeah, right. And then the gay people are like, we don't want Fuck these people. no. They're like, look, at, we don't want Puerto Ricans. We don't want Nambla. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Did I say Puerto Ricans? I mean, we just don't want Nambla. The only people, the only people who supported them was a guy named Harry Hay, the modern founder of the gay rights movement in America. Harry Hay! Harry Hay marched in parades <laughs> yeah. with I Stand With Nambla on the back of his shirt. I have Jesus pictures Christ. of Marxist groups like the Spartacus League and the Revolutionary Communist Party also supported them. Now, these guys, their organization was all over the country, and they would have these big conventions that were not advertised. Right. They would rent a hotel. They would have these things. They would let the staff in. And they basically... They've been infiltrated a whole bunch of times, and at their height, they only had like 1,100 members. Okay. Which, thank Christ for that, right? But O'Neill Soto from the San Diego Union-Tribune, he was a writer, and he said this very succinctly, and this is my point as to why, who gives a fuck about the Black Hammers? David Thornstad is the biggest creep. Law enforcement officials and mental health professionals say that while NAMBLA's membership numbers are small... The group has created a dangerous ripple effect throughout the internet by sanctioning the behavior of those who would abuse children. Can I, they rationalize these shit for psychos. Can I point this out real quick? 1,100 pedophiles is not small. That's 1,100 too many. Correct. If, if there were two of them, I'd be like, ah, that's too big of a group. But I'd be like, if you found out tomorrow that there was 3 million members of NAMBLA, we would be like, what the fuck? Yeah. 1,100 were going, all right. <laughs> if you say so, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help your cause here, but okay, sure. Whatever. It's a, Okay, fine. It's an insane <laughs> amount of people. This guy was really good at organizing. Too, way too many people. Back to your point, though. That tells you a lot about this guy, how he was able to get that many people into this organization. Yeah, did they even, like, read the literature? Like, do you know what you're signing up for, right? These people are insane. Um, there's a movie, and I'm going to propose that we do a uh, creep-off bonus episode okay. and watch it. It's 54 minutes long. It's called Chicken Hawk. Do you know about this? No. It was produced by Nambla. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really fucking something to see, dude. Cool. I was watching it today. I was going to pull clips, but I'm like, I'm going to save that for a bonus episode. <laughs> oh, so these guys basically wrote the handbook to rationalizations for pedophilia. Sure. And that, to me, is one of the most dangerous psychological things that has happened in this country because these people are now f- out there finding literature on how their fucked up desires are okay and natural and everybody else is the problem. Yeah, this No, is like, it's you, fucko. This is like the MAPS uh, podcast that Kai and I covered recently. Hey, Carl, did you know that there's a Nambla holiday? <laughs> I found this out today and holy shit, did this blow my mind. What's the Nambla holiday? It's called Alice Day. Okay. It's April 25th. Okay. Now, I can remember that. I didn't. <laughs> you gonna put out the flag. It just says free candy. <laughs> 
We should, by the way, celebrate that on this show, I think. We should do an Alice Day spectacular. Yes. Every Alice Day. From now on, I I want to celebrate. So I was a little triggered by this because they have a code amongst themselves of what they do on April 25th. Okay. If you're out on April 25th and you see anybody wearing like a fully pink shirt, that's code. So if you see any dudes dressed up like Bret Hart, <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to say, is Bret Hart, Bert and Ambler? I mean, no, but they purposely <laughs> wear pink on that day so that they all know what's up with each other. Isn't that cute? What else do they do? They exchange gifts or anything? They suck off a child? Like What, what other things do you do to celebrate that Dance day? Dance around the fucking Maypole? I don't know. Yeah, all right. So, There's no airing of grievances, is there? Uh, David Thorstad died a year ago in uh, August, so no. fuck him. He's dead. His writings about uh, the history of the civil rights movement for gay people in America are actually very widely distributed. I don't think people realize his association with Nambla completely. And uh, he is a real fucking creep, dude. All right. David Thornstad, vote Vinny this week. If you vote for Carl, you love Nambla. Now, hold on a second. If you vote for Carl, you support Nambla. Did your guy ever dress up as the Joker? And try to be menacing on viral videos. As I'm the sure Joker. they had lots of silly parties. I don't know what they did at yeah. those conventions. Vote for Carl. My guy dressed up like the Joker. Okay. It's too bad we can't put the photos of the people on Reddit on the Reddit poll. Uh, yeah. I think, I, I think that put me over the top. <laughs> Maybe. Right uh, but your guy also didn't found Nambla, Carl. No, he's just a communist who wanted to get rid of all Jewish and white people. Mine's a communist who wanted to fuck children and compared pedophiles to Jews in Nazi-occupied Germany. In his writings. All right, well. He said, being a pedophile in America is like being a Jew in Nazi Germany. They're all after us. All right, well, my guy called Anne Frank a Karen. So vote for Carl. Listen, man, I have a lot of Jewish friends. Yeah. And their wives complain a lot. Okay, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. saying. All right, we're in trouble. Yep. Carl, are you ready to do some voicemails? I am. We got a whole lot this week. Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. Don't worry, Louisville Cardinals. Most people leave Syracuse feeling like a loser. See you in Syracuse. Ladies and gentlemen, you left us so many voicemails last week. A lot of people were very mad at us about our episode. Really? Some people didn't like it. This guy may have left a message a little bit too long. I'm not going to play all of your ranting ones. I'm going to let this guy who made all the points you all did do it for you. Okay. Bullshit. Bullshit. Shit, Vinny, you fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. You're going to complain that people have to download an app for mm-hmm. Reddit? You've been using the fucking Reddit thing for like four weeks now. Mm-hmm. I haven't now used the Reddit thing. that it's game point and you're fucking losing, you're going to boo-hooey and say, oh, people are complaining. Well, what, what was your fucking concern about them complaining about downloading the app three fucking weeks ago? You fucking cunt. Uh, on top of that, oh. Oh. fucking be tied. Tied my ass. That's bullshit. Carl won. You have been cheated for at least twice in this fucking series. You fucking know all about this shit. Your people's best efforts. Fucking Carl smartly switched to Reddit, and he starts winning all of a sudden. Gets it to four fucking four. He's winning all fucking week. And then at the last second, all of a sudden, all these votes come in. And, you know, it was nice of them not to fuck him over by one vote. But still, a tie. Go fuck yourself. You fucking need to spin the wheel, and you fucking know it. You goddamn cheat. Thank you, fuck you, bye. First off, sad. First off, I would like to say I do not condone cheating on the polls. Carl knows I've said it a million times. We don't condone cheating on the polls. There is no way I should have lost last week. 
Carl dialed it in. Carl dialed it the fuck in. And everybody knows it. But I'm going to spin the wheel today. That's what happens when you play the game. You don't win them all. All right, I have a voicemail over here, buddy. Hello, Carl. This voicemail's for the creep off. I'm leaving it here instead of on the creep off voicemail line so Vinny can't use censorship to try to cheat, mm-hmm. as we know he loves to do. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. All you have to do to vote on your phone without downloading the Reddit app is to put your phone browser into desktop mode. Uh, it's pretty easy. It's the top-level menu item on every phone browser I've ever seen. So stop being a child, Vinny. I wouldn't even listen to your stupid show if you didn't have Smile Talk McGillicuddy on as your co-host. Please keep that in mind. Bye. Thank you, sir. And yeah, hey, sir, Vinny, I'm that, sorry. Don't that, fucking listen. Fuck off. I don't I'm care. sorry that your grandmother doesn't know how to use her phone and vote on Reddit. But maybe we should let listeners of the show. Well, the nurse who was helping thing. her couldn't figure it out either, Carl. <laughs> the guy's there. He's calling me going, hey, this is Moses at the home. Can you please help me figure out how to fix Clara's yeah, browser? Yeah, I believe that. Fuck off, Carl. I do believe that. I got another one. Hey, this is for uh, the creep off. Hey, Vinny, I hate to do this to you, man, but as a Texan, I have to tell you, Bear County, B-E-X-A-R, Bear. Thank you, fuck you, bye. Now we know. Thank you. Thanks for correcting us so politely, sir. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind learning new words. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I don't mind either. <laughs> you know, while we're on the voting stuff, this guy did make a little bit of a point that I thought was interesting. Good. Maybe we should do this. This is a uh, voicemail for the commissioner of the creep-off, and that's not you, Vinny. We need to find some third-party person who's not going to be swayed by pizzas or foot jobs. Uh, <laughs> we need to change these rules. If it's a tie after 4-4, it should either be both of you fucking guys have to spin the wheel of dual consequences from the guest episodes, or option number two, you have a real creep-off, where you pick a category and both of you bring in a pile of stories trying to outdo one another until one of you runs out of stories to tell. God. And then that person spins the wheel. That's a this marathon. fucking That's bullshit voting nonsense, you got to get this shit figured out. Fucking make your website more secure. Put the voting on multiple platforms and average the results or something. But I'm tired of Carl coming in here and whining like a little bitch. And I'm tired of you, Vinny, acting like a little fucking girl about, oh, these people can't get a fucking app. You can vote on the fucking browser if you're not a boomer and understand how fucking phones work. Get your shit together, gentlemen. Thanks, Tab. Appreciate that, Tab? it, buddy. Yeah. Okay. He'll, he'll be on here of these podcasts uh, later this month. I'm going to miss that one. Um, <laughs> I like the idea of electing an independent creep-off commissioner. I think it should be Tab. If he's if he's volunteering, <laughs> um, I'm I'm all I'm into I'm interested to hear people's nominations for creep off. As long as it's a friend of who are these podcasts, I'm all for it. It should be a friend of the creep off. Ooh, can we get stuttering John to do it? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin loses. <laughs> hey, by the way, yeah. um, you got a new review girl. Yes, yes, Hannah. Hannah is a big creep off she fan. She is. And she tried to tell you that on your show, and you blew right past that, didn't you? <laughs> you blew right the fuck past that. <laughs> we talked about the creep off, didn't she was we? like, I'm really a big creep off fan. You're like, well, okay, well, let's move on. Not on this show, you're not. You know what else, you know what else Vinny? What? Last night I was on Chrissy Mayer's Simpcast. Okay. And uh, I was on there for like an hour and a half, and I never mentioned the creep off once. I know. I was thinking about that. I'm like, I'm just the worst. <laughs> you don't have to get violent. I am really just the worst. <laughs> just a bottle cap. Settle down. Ugh. You've had worse things thrown at you. 
Uh, you are the worst. That's all right, though. I still love you. <laughs> My bad. I was Listen. promoting our live shows. We got some live shows. Yeah, make sure you promote the W. We're sold out for the Creep Off show in That's two weeks. That's correct. But so. we still have tickets available in Detroit, September 30th, WATPlive.com. Vinny will be there. I'll be there. I'm editing that out, just so you know. And you can also come to New York City, October 15th, WATPNYC.com is where you can get tickets for that. Now, did you know that your review girl has a dog named Vinny Paulino? Yes, and it almost disqualified her, to be honest with you. <laughs> I was a little disappointed with that one. Hannah, you are wonderful. I'm sorry that you had to throw your lot in with this cunt. Hannah, you are wonderful, and I have to tell you, my uh, wife was listening to the podcast yesterday, and she came running over to me. She was like, I have to, I have to see what Hannah looks like. She made me uh, pull up the video, so very intriguing new review girl. Good looking girl. Good looking girl. All right, uh, here's a voicemail. I think a kid got her number. Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy. So here's my basement. I'm John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> All right, kid. Good stuff. Uh, this, this kid, another song parody contest begins. <laughs> yes, this kid just called. Uh, this kid called it again. Well, hey, the creep off. I just got a little story for y'all. My my uncle like just recently got Facebook, and for a couple of weeks he's been posting links and photos of missing children. But he doesn't have a big following, so it seems like he's just bragging about stealing them. <laughs> yeah, somebody get him. All right, out of the mouths of babes, huh? Yeah, uncle's busted. Now that <laughs> uncle, I believe, called about five times. I left voicemails. I'm only playing the kid because ha ha, <laughs> ha 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 ha. Here we go. Here's a fun one, Carl. This is a guy complaining about his job, and he has a creep alert. Wham, wham, creep alert, creep alert. My boss, my fucking boss, sent us all an email today saying important meeting at whatever the fuck o'clock today, and that's it. Important oh. meeting. Who the fuck does that? I it's hate like, that. It's like being told by your wife or girlfriend, hey, uh, we need to talk later. About what? What's mm. the fucking... What do you know that I did? Dumb asshole. Yeah. I want to know. Are you going to sell the company? Are you going to give us all a promotion, a raise? What is it? I have to know. Fucking asshole. Why do people feel the need to do that shit? Why? My boss is a creep. Fuck him. Also, uh, you need to have Mr. Medicare on... The WATP podcast because I think he would be very funny. Carl, get on that shit, bro. I agree. I've reached out to him. I don't know. I don't know what else to do because I know that people go on his show or at least you know in the comments and say go on WATP and he always says yes. And so then I I reach out to him on Twitter and I, and I don't hear back. So, um, Carl, this is a messenger a message from a listener for you. Carl, I don't have the Reddit app on my phone. I don't have a Reddit account mm -hmm. because Reddit is incredibly gay. <laughs> From now on, just add one point to Vinny and consider that my vote okay. for the foreseeable future until you realize how incredibly gay Reddit is. <laughs> Thank you. Fuck you. Bye. Well, okay. So if that is the case, if this gentleman is voting for me, then that breaks the tie from last week, yeah. which means you should have spun the wheel last week. Yeah, right. So why don't you go spin the wheel, Carl? That right makes sense. You. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> you know what kind of backlash you would get? All right. So he, it, Tab actually had an interesting idea. Should we put, this is going to make more work for me, but should we put it up on Twitter and Reddit and then combine the voting 
I would be fine with that if we could pick two places where we know people have to be able to sign in or that right. it's easy for them. That way, we, I just named that two way places. people can't. <laughs> yes. But here's the thing: people are going to vote twice. The cheaters Correct. are going to vote once on each time anyway. Cheaters going to cheat. Hate is going to hate. What are you going to do? Me nothing. You ready for uh, the scum? Wait parade? a second. Are you saying that there's two different places to vote? Like, let's say theoretically, in a pretty big uh, election in this country, you could mail in your vote. Or you could go to the voting place and vote there in person. Are you saying that people would vote twice if they had the ability to do so? Do you think Do you think that would happen? Only for important things like this show. Yeah. Like national elections, probably not. Yeah, interesting. Huh. Okay. Hey, Carl. Yeah. I have a brand new scum parade jingle that somebody sent oh, us. Oh, sweet. This is the death metal scum parade jingle. Those are my Did you catch any of that? I think it ended with, uh, thank you, fuck you, bye. No, no, but ended with, uh, I believe it was, it's the creep off scum parade where Carl and Vinny talk about eating babies, oog. Oh, hit, it, hit that again. Okay, yeah. Fun. Mm. Good stuff. I love it. I like it Great too. stuff. You ready for a scum parade, Carl? I am. All right, good. Let's start in Brunswick, Ohio today, shall we? Yeah. This is a story that uh, really kind of freaked me out. Brunswick police say 43-year-old Timothy Nielsen traveled from Gresham, Oregon, 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 to find a young girl. Aw. It's like uh, one of those uh, romantic movies. It's not a meet-cute. It's not a meet-cute? <laughs> it's not a meet-cute. <laughs> okay. This could have ended really badly, Carl. Okay. Um. Police say Nielsen was a man on a very malicious mission. He found his way to Ohio and almost located this girl. Now, the story started unfolding after several residents called 911 to report a suspicious barefoot man with a tarp (laughs) probably the neighborhood. So, wait, he traveled all the way from Oregon to Ohio. How hot is this chick? She must be a 10, right? Uh, She is 10, Carl. Oh, Uh, she's, uh, <laughs> I just can't believe this motherfucker has got a fucking tarp. Yeah. That's love. That's crazy. That's called love, my friend. The heart wants what the heart wants. They do. What do you do when you catch a, when you catch a kid with a tarp? What don't you do? What do you mean? What do you just go? <laughs> this guy's the limit gotcha, at that bitch. point. Gotcha, bitch. You just take it and tie up the top of it and run away like Santa. You're barefoot. I lied. The kid is intense. She's eight. She Let's was, get it right. She was eight when he first was introduced to her. Yes. Uh, her channel five years ago. He's been obsessed for five years. It was an arts and crafts type channel. And Mr. Nelson began commenting on the YouTube channel that this little girl had. And uh, He was like, nice dumper. <laughs> Wait, what? Like, this is an eight-year-old. Let's see your tits. <laughs> yeah, Let's get her right. <laughs> Show your tits. They're like, Wait, what? The parents of the juvenile <laughs> realized this and shut the page down. Because they realized that this guy was on. Like, watch your fucking kids. Your kid doesn't need a YouTube fucking channel. Okay? Dude, I bet there's more than 1,100 perverts on YouTube. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But a lot all more. fucking rationalizing everything thanks to my creep today. Make sure you vote for him. Police said he started cyber-stalking the girl. And then last month, police said he traveled to Brunswick, not only finding the city that the girl lives in, but the neighborhood. He was there to find the girl. He was just traveling around, knocking on doors. Attempting to locate her. Well, I'm glad he's getting practice knocking on doors. He's going to be doing that a lot in the future. <laughs> ah, see, you've done this before. <laughs> yeah. 
This sort of ended tragically had the individuals on the street not called in contact to the police. Well, I'd want, who's fucking right mind? Are you going to have a guy knocking, showing up at your house barefoot with a tarp, like waiting for you to open the door? <laughs> yeah. Like, ah, oh, that's not you. Oh, have you seen Ashley? Yeah, how, how hot's your daughter? It's, what? What? <laughs> It's a, just a fucking crazy story. So Mr. Nielsen's under arrest. Would you ever live in the woods for someone, Vinny? I wouldn't live in the woods for me. That's that's dedication right there. This guy is in love. Ugh. It's amazing. And honestly, if you could have waited five more years, she'd probably start up an OnlyFans when she turns 18. Just wait for it, buddy. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if she had an OnlyFans? It was just like her playing with Play-Doh. Yeah, like little bracelets. He's like, this is how I fell in love with her in the first place. This it, is perfect. This really scratches me where I itch. <laughs> a Massachusetts youth lacrosse coach, Carl, was arrested this past week on child pornography charges. Yeah, this is really a, a pedophile-heavy episode, isn't it? They're the worst. Ryan Cook, 44 years old, was arrested Tuesday on two counts of possession of child pornography and held on $10,000 bail. Now, we hear these stories that go, so what, Vinny? Who cares? Just another one of these fucking guys being caught. Well, I have to say, this guy put a nice little twist on the... Uh, the He's got some skills. This guy, a Photoshop enthusiast. Yeah. Now, numerous images of child sexual exploitation were observed on devices identified as belonging to Cook, according to the state police report. The children in, this, in these images were estimated betre- between 5 and 11 years old. Now, here's the twist. In some of these images, the children were posed in sexual provocative way and or were being sexually assaulted. Some of the images were edited to put the images of neighborhood children on their bodies. So I've heard of this. I've seen this, actually, with celebrities. Like, if, if you Google oh, any celebrity It's basically nude, he deep-faked the neighborhood kids on kiddie porn. Correct. Correct. And I didn't think that would ever happen for Susie. That's pretty impressive. She's reaching celebrity status with that. But could you imagine the wife... How does she not know this is going on? Like, you've gotten really good at Photoshop. It's not even part of your job. You're a lacrosse coach. Why are you so into Photoshop? I'm a, I'm a pedophile. Oh, <laughs> What's okay. he supposed to say? That makes sense. <laughs> now, now it's making sense. All right. A conversation with Cook's wife indicated that the Photoshopped images were of two neighborhood female children. Like, they showed the shit to his wife. Yeah. They're like, hey, by the way, you're yelling at us for, like, searching your house. <laughs> yeah, right. Eh, look. <laughs> it just opens the folder. And she's like, I knew those two were whores. <laughs> no, man, this is the, not actually them. Yeah. You see here how the shadow on the body is different from the shadow on the face. Yeah. It's actually pretty amateur, <laughs> to be honest with you. I, the, the crime is what your husband did here with Photoshop. Man. Yeah, right, exactly. The skin complexion's all off. This is a crime to graphic designers everywhere. <laughs> State police have identified the children that have been in contact with their families. Uh, the public schools confirmed Cook was a volunteer with the high school boys lacrosse team, so I guess they were safe. That's always a red flag, too, right? Volunteer to go work with the kids. To work, uh, you know, coaches. Okay. Here's what you're looking for. Yeah. Doesn't have kids, volunteers with kids. That's it. Where, <laughs> wears a pink shirt April 25th. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Yep. There you go. Pinkos. Goddamn pinkos. Pinko commies. He's been ordered to stay out of the vicinity of Wellesley, Wellesley the town that he was arrested at. Dude. And the schools. They let him put up bail, and they're like, you just can't be in this neighborhood. Like, problem solved. You don't think there's hot kids in the next neighborhood over? Ah, thank you, officer. I've really learned my lesson. Yeah, what the fuck is that all about? That's kind of odd, right? 
This kid is just, this guy is just sitting there with like old yearbooks, just like cutting out girls' faces. Yeah. Also, I want to point out, and the other thing that stood out to me in this article is that they began the investigation in October of last year. He's been coaching lacrosse the entire season. They found out all this shit and then they just arrested him. So they let him go about a year with photoshopping away and taking all these photos. Unbelievable. It's, it's odd, right? Why does it take that long to build a case? I don't know. It's not great. It's not great. We're going to go back to Ohio for a second, shall we? Yep. Ah, uh, boy. Lots of people really want to get their hands on kids. Yeah, more of I that. I feel like kids are overrated, but this guy, Reed Durham, he's 35. He was charged with attempted kidnapping, felonious assault, and escaping connection with an incident. Now, he was allegedly observed acting suspicious at an open house event at the St. Bridget School in Zena, Ohio which is outside of Dayton. This happened on August 22nd. The principal of the K-8 through Catholic school called authorities to report a trespasser. Now, he said, I have a gentleman here that has trespassed into our school open house asking questions and claiming to be the, parents, the parent of a daughter. Sure. The principal told the cops, and he is not. So I need a police officer to investigate and inquire. He's posing a threat. Upon arrival, Durham was interviewed by law enforcement, and he allegedly provided conflicting accounts of why he was at the school. Mm-hmm. Police say that he ultimately confessed to attempting to impersonate a parent for the purposes of abducting a child. Why? Ladies and gentlemen, here's a man who doesn't hold up well under questioning. No, definitely not. That's not information he should have given up. So why are you here, sir? <laughs> Stuff. Come on. I'm not here to kidnap a kid. Well, it gets worse than that. Durham also allegedly admitted <laughs> to going to St. Bridget to find a small child to obtain, quote, sexual favors. I'm looking for a blowjob officer. Yeah, why, why, did you, why did he say that? What are you doing here? <laughs> what are we all doing here? Listen, it's K through 8, but I don't, have, I don't have any interest in the 5 through 8. That means I got nine <laughs> shots. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you got to hear 100 no's before you hear yes. Oh, here's the fun part. Police say that 35-year-old also claimed that he had plotted to incapacitate a child using a drug-laced starburst candy. I have to admit, there's something about the term drug-laced starburst candy that's appealing to me. I'd, I'd probably try that a couple of times. Dude, you could buy those now. They're like six bucks each. Uh. <laughs> you go down to the head shop. Yeah. During this a- guy's giving out way too much information. Is he proud of himself? Why, why is he telling them all these things? Well, Is he bragging? I don't know, Carl, but if I had to guess. Let's talk about Matt, baby. Let's talk about a yes, sir. Let's talk about all the bad things and the bad things Matt had seen. Let's talk about Matt. Yeah. After he allegedly tried to stab an officer in the neck with a pen. He was a little agitated that day. He picked up a pen and tried to slash at the guy's neck. Two cameras positioned at different angles captured the violent encounter. You have to admit, Vinny, that if you wake up expecting a blowjob and then instead you end up getting arrested, you're going to be a little bit on edge. That's a bad day. He's going to write a ticket in your jugular, motherfucker. Expectation-wise, that's a bad day. Now, I, I shouldn't have said math. Apparently his family says he suffers from schizophrenia. You think? I, I love that his mom goes, I think he might have a uh, mental disorder. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, mom. I, I like mean, how they say he's suffering with schizophrenia. No, his family and everyone around him is yes. suffering with schizophrenia. Correct. Um, what a brilliant insight from, from the mom. Thanks, honey. He might have a screw loose. Yeah, we thought so, too. Appreciate this it. This doesn't sound like him. Well, he says he has poison candy. Oh, wait, that's him. <laughs> I, I try. I reach for a starburst. He's like, no, not that one. Did he try to stab you in the neck with a pen? He does that sometimes. He does sometimes. that, too, yeah. yeah. He gets real agitated. So... <laughs> 
He was booked into the Greene County Detention Facility on August 22nd, and he is facing separate criminal trespass charges. And I guess he's getting a psychiatric evaluation, so we'll find out what happened. Cool. Hey, Carl, last story of the day. Let's talk about our creep of the week. Yes. We are going to India. How'd you enjoy this story? It sounded like a pretty typical uh, Indian story to me. Am I crazy? I feel like these seem to be a lot of what's going on over there. Yeah. But I'm not going to judge. It's a big I country. Say, it's a big country. I have had an interesting conversation with our friend Ms. Muggle. I'm just going to go ahead and say that if you are with child right now, maybe don't listen to this story. Okay. Uh, a pregnant woman in India killed her 18-month-old nephew as a sacrifice to save her unborn child from death. Makes sense. So far, I'm following. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Okay. The woman and her husband were arrested after parts of the toddler's body were found strewn in a sugarcane field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sarish Devi, 32, living in a village in the state of Uttar Pradesh, has lost three babies prior to this incident. When she got pregnant for the fourth time, she consulted a religious person, or, quote, a tantric, on how she could save her unborn child from dying like the previous three. Okay. Now, according to the Decade Herald, after Devi was instructed to perform a, quote, sacrificial ritual, the woman choked her nephew to death and chopped off parts of his body as part of the ritual. All right. Well, hold on, Vinny. Let's see how this plays out. Maybe it's going to work. We don't know. I think it just played out. She choked the baby to death. Yeah, but she's still pregnant. Maybe this time it's going to work out for them. They can start their family now. The deceased child's bereaved father said, my elder brother and sister-in-law had earlier lost three children soon after their birth. When she became pregnant for the fourth time, the couple consulted the tantric for the solution. Yeah, and they killed my second child, he said. The boy's parents returned home Monday to find their toddler missing. The child's grandmother as well as his aunt, were supposed to take care of the kid while they were out. Mm. Oops. Picked the wrong babysitters that day, didn't you? Hey, I know you're upset. I know that you're upset. But my baby's fine. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fucking great. A couple of days... You already have a kid. Now you have another one? I don't have any. Help me out. The parents file a missing persons complaint after failing to find their kid. And these two, the aunt and the grandmother, are like, not saying a word. Mm -hmm. A couple days after the boy vanished, his body parts were found by a farmer. The farmer informed the police about the discovery. And the toddler's body parts were recovered. And his head was found with a telek, which is a religious marking usually worn on the forehead. All right. So before we judge, can someone check out what God thinks about this? Maybe this was the right thing to do. Hold on, let me ask him. Hey, God, what do you think about this? Yeah, God, comment, God, sacrifice, huh? Sacrifice an 18-month-old, huh? Comment? All right, well, I don't he'll get back, he'll I get back guess, to us. I guess maybe, oh, wait, wait. This light flickered over here a little bit. I guess he's for it. Yep, all right, I knew it. That makes sense. That, that's the sign I was waiting for. Yep. The boy was killed in the sacrificial ritual. The victim's aunt has confessed to have committed the crime. The officer said she told police that she killed the boy on the instructions of the tantric. The kid was choked, then chopped up. And holy shit, Carl, that is our creep of the week. Serej Davi. She's 32 years old in India. Holy fuck. Aunt Davi. Aunt Davi. Good old Aunt Davi. Aunt Davi's here to babysit. (laughs) Make sure you wash your hands. All right, well, I guess that wraps up the show. Oh, no, wait, there's still one more thing to do. That's right. Say thank you, goodbye, everybody. Remember, it's nice to be important. The Wheel of Consequences. Okay, Carl, I will let you know that I added a new consequence to this, even though I know I was spinning because I am a team player. Instead of cow bikini, in the spirit of the show, Mm -hmm. 
There is now chicken bikini. Oh, all right. Wow. Because I don't want it. I want this one right here past the spit. Yeah, that's what everybody wants. By the way, I don't know if you uh, heard this, but uh, Vic declared that she would be showing her boobs as soon as you show yours. So, uh, oh, there it is. Vic. (laughs) All right, I'll send that to her. You're welcome, everybody. (laughs) You're welcome. All right. All right, let's talk. Uh, let's what do you got on the, the wheel? Consequences. Right now, we have Patreon money. You get my half of the Patreon oh, money. Oh, that would be nice. Knife Edge Chops. That'd be nice. I'm traveling to LA. I'm going to that Bills game this week. It'd be nice to get that money. Knife Edge Chops from Colin Delaney. That's the one you want, though. I do not want that, actually. <laughs> Uh, if you watched All Out last night, a knife edge shop is the last thing I want to oh, fucking see. Oh, you want to play wrestling with your friends. Truck Nuts. <laughs> Truck Nuts is still on there. <laughs> Five episode podcast series. Okay. Go to church. Yeah, 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 that's a fun one. Drive to Gary, Indiana. That's a, that one is still insane to me. I don't get it. Murder and Makeup. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a fun one. That's where you have to do your own YouTube channel As- talking about a true crime story while applying makeup. As requested, staying on the board, dinner with listeners. Okay. Tom Meyer's Restaurant. Drive to Baltimore. Wow. Have lunch at Tom Meyer's Restaurant and come back. Uh, Chicken (laughs) Bikini. Beautiful. Two-hour song torture. Oh, yeah. I haven't even thought about that. What would I make you listen to for two hours? Huh. You got to think about it. What's your favorite song, Vinny? My favorite song? Yeah. I would never tell you. I'm smarter than that. Hmm. Um, Fast food job. Get a job at a fast yep. food restaurant, work one shift. <laughs> I don't know if that's legal, but okay. Cardiff Electric Stand Up. Cardiff will write mm. a set to perform at an open mic. Okay. And then, of course, pass the spin. All right. <sighs> a lot of possibilities here. A lot of possibilities. People um, get excited about this? Right. Here we go, kids. All right, here we go. Vinny gave it a good spin. My last spin was not good. And it did not land on something I wanted it to land on. Let's see what we got here. Fast food? It's fast food. (laughs) Vinny's going to be working at a fast food restaurant. That's amazing. That's awesome. Uh, Do we get to pick which one? Or you you get to pick which one? Uh, I'm thinking pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't think we have pizza around here anymore. Oh, I guess you can't do it. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't know. Fucking fast food job, really? All right, fine. That's funny. That's a funny one. I I would love to see you not have your uh, application be accepted. That would be really funny if you couldn't even get hired. Like, I'm going to fucking put like every <laughs> fancy thing I've ever done. He's a member of the board of directors of the South Wedge Planning Committee, and he's a... I put all that shit on there. Maybe they won't hire me. Carl, they won't hire me. I can't get a job. See, that's what I predict is going to happen with this one. You know what I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to try to get the uh, polo shirt that Senator John wears when he has congressmen on his show so that you look respectable when you go in for the interview. I'm going to show up with the dirtiest nails you've ever seen. <laughs> Dude, if you think I'm not going to get fired, you're out of your goddamn mind. <laughs> There's no way I finish a shift. I'm getting fired. Oh, I'm going to come in and throw hot grease on you. <laughs> <laughs> Guard the grease. It'll be fun. Oh, one shift. And I hope that shift is showing up for orientation and doing the training. I want you to be on the drive through. I think that'd be a fun job for you. <sighs> you try out some of your material. You know how, like, uh, Tony Michaels likes to try to get the drive through person to laugh? Maybe you can try to make the customers laugh. Oh, God. I'm going to have to deal with fucking a bunch of 90,000 Tony Michaels. Start your jokes. Hey, we're going to drive through. <laughs> 
There aren't 90,000 Tony Michaels. I promise you that. Don't Thank worry. Christ. All right. Just one idiot. Fine. I'll get a job at a fast food restaurant. That's awesome. I love it. All right. Hey, I got to wonder, is there anybody out there that we know that has a fast food restaurant or is a manager that we can make this happen? I was, that's what I was just thinking about. I'm like, do we have any connections to that? Because I'm not just going out to pound the pavement for a job. You might. You might have to. I'm going to walk and dress like this. Be like, well, you'll give me a job. You know, if I uh, were a betting man, I'd say Herb Beta Patch might know some people out in Syracuse who own fast food restaurants. I'm not driving to Syracuse he's to go work at fast he's food. He's probably friends with some of them. So, Carl, yeah. somebody just made a very valuable point. They are correct. So I'm going to make an offer on this. I need to know how you want me to proceed. My last consequence was buying the semen book, and I paid for $110 with shipping. Wait, What? Do you remember how I signed? I had to buy the, the semenology book. I totally forgot about this. Really? So I paid for it, and the thing never shipped. They never mailed it to me, and what? they canceled the order. It's a scam, right? So I need to decide. What do you want me to do? Should I, I was thinking I could order like five copies of the regular book, which is the same price as the autographed book. Okay. I mean, is that? I mean, what do you want me to do here? What's the consequence? The seed, read it in public. I'll buy it and read it in public, but I don't have the yeah, autographed copy. That's fine. It doesn't matter if it's autographed or not. All yeah. right, then I will order it and I will do that. Okay, I will bring it with me. You don't, have to, buy, you don't have to buy five of them, Vinny. dude. Do you want me to bring it to a job interview at the fast food place? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that'd be funny. You'd be like, yeah, no, actually, I'm thinking about adding some new uh, menu items for you, you guys. guys. Hire it. I'll just hold it right <laughs> up under my arm. Perfect. Um, yeah. So, Vinny, just order one book. It's we're not trying to be. Uh, da- damaging to you. There's, there's no reason why you have to like empty your wallet. I'm just saying. I'm trying to. Be do, I'm trying yeah, to do my consequence. It's fine. It's fine. All right, Carl. Uh, we still have to do a tandem bicycle ride too. We do before it gets cold out. I say we uh, we get the bike to the roast and we take a ride around the block. That's a good idea. All right. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. <laughs> Maybe that's how we can come into the show. We'll ride it on the tandem yeah. bike together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Now, before we go. I forgot this. I'm sorry. Our friend. Did you do? Our friend has given us two VIP tickets to the roast to give out. Oh, we got VIP tickets. All right, cool. Yeah, he can't make it, so we have two tickets to give out. What I want you to do, folks, if you're listening to this, is leave us a voicemail this week, 585-371-8108. If you can make it to the roast and you want to make it and you want to win, tell us why you deserve it. Make your case. We'll pick a winner next Monday. So until that, it's nice to be poor. It's more important to be nice. Get the fuck out of here. Gagia. I guess. September 17th. A week from Friday. Or a week from Saturday. Stand up, all victims of oppression. For the tyrants, fear your Don't cling so hard to your possession. Wait, what? What do you call somebody who's an adult who comes over to meet a child home alone after a sexually explicit conversation? What is that called? Ciao, Bella.